He said to them in Luke 11, 14 to 20, and he was casting out a demon, and it was mute. So it was, when the demon had gone out, that the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled. But some of them said, he cast out demons by Bezebel, the ruler of demons. Others testing him sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation or destruction. And a house divided against a house falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say, I cast out demons by Bezebel. And if I cast out demons by Bezebel, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. They, since they have power to do such an extraordinary thing, now they will rule you. He who ever has such power will be the ruler. Then verse 20 says, But if I cast out demons by the finger or with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Now from this scripture, we see God's exercise of his royal power. God's exercise, Jesus exercising the power of God to deal with the situation, to deal with a particular situation. We also see here, we look at the details of this, we see that humans can be oppressed by demons and can even be possessed by them. We also see that demons can be cast out. I'm sure there are those who have never seen how demons are cast out. And I'm sure there are those of you, like myself, you know, not only that we have seen demons being cast out, we have cast out demons. Amen. In fact, if you are a prayerful person, whether you have seen demons being cast out or not, you are casting out demons. Amen. Because when you pray, demons step aside. When you pray, demons go off. They won't stay near you. Amen. Because demons are everywhere. Hmm? Demons are everywhere. So when you pray, the power of God comes upon you. The power of God is in your mouth. And the demons stay off. So demons can be cast out. Demons or Satan can cause sickness. And they may be responsible for a health condition. Also in this scripture, we see that there are different kingdoms. There are different kingdoms. And they do fight each other. We remember Genesis 14. Four kings against five kings. Four kingdoms against five kingdoms. Fighting each other. And the four kingdoms had the victory. They won over five kingdoms. But the result of that was that Lot, a nephew of Abraham, was taken captive. And Abraham heard about it. And he went after four kingdoms because his nephew had been captured. He went after them with 318 servants born in his own house. And he defeated four kings. How was he able to do that? How did Abraham have victory? How did he have victory over four kings? Just a family. How did he do that? We were able to understand that he, he was able to do that because he lifted up his hands unto Melchizedek, the priest of God. Because he submitted, because he prayed, he asked for power. He sought the face of Melchizedek, the pre-incarnate Jesus. 
Basically, he sought the help of God against those kingdoms. And he overpowered them. Through prayer. Through prayer, he had the power to overcome kingdoms. So, we see here that kingdoms fight against kingdoms. Also, we see in this scripture that though different kingdoms fight one another, they don't usually fight within themselves. If they fight within themselves, what do we call that? Civil war. And if there is civil war, then that kingdom won't be able to stand. And Jesus Christ also indicated a house that fights against itself cannot stand. That's, that's a big one. A, a corporation, you know, an organization where there is fighting within, won't hold together. A family where there is fighting within, won't hold together. Husbands and wives must not fight. They have to settle their differences. If they constantly fight at the end of the day, it scatters. Brothers and sisters should not be fighting each other. They should work together. The people of God should work together. The church of God, Jesus Christ will say repeatedly, be one like myself and my father. Unite together. Love each other because you are a kingdom. You cannot fight each other. You are a house. You cannot fight each other. Also, we see in this scripture, in Luke eleven eighteen, in Luke eleven eighteen, Jesus identifies another kingdom, the kingdom of Satan. He says, if Satan also is divided against himself, if Satan also is divided or fights against himself, how will his kingdom stand? So, Satan has a kingdom. Satan has a kingdom. God also has a kingdom. But God wants us to do what? Establish his kingdom on earth. Huh. The devil is not going to take that lightly. The devil is not going to take that lightly. So we have to engage. We have to connect with God to be able to do that. Without that, we'll not be able to establish, even manifest the kingdom of God on earth. Now, Luke eleven twenty. If I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. The Living Bible says, if I am casting out demons because of power from God, it proves that the kingdom of God has arrived. So here Jesus declares plainly, I cast out demons by the finger of God. I cast out demons by the power of God. I cast out demons by the kingdom of God or God's royal power, God's power. So when demons are cast out or someone is, who is tormented by demons is set free, the kingdom of God is manifested. The works of Satan are destroyed. When by the power of God someone is healed, the kingdom of God is manifested. The works of Satan are destroyed. Miracles, signs, and wonders take place by the power of God to establish the kingdom of God on earth. Let me say that again. Miracles, signs, and wonders, just like this one, take place to establish the kingdom of God on earth. So God uses his power to cause his will to be done. God uses his power to cause his will to be done. 
God employs his power to deploy his will. God employs his power to deploy his will, to cause his will to be done, to set his will in motion. God employs his power to deploy, to cause his will to be done, to set his will in motion. It's by his power that his will, his desires, his plans, his purposes are accomplished. It's by his power. And God's got the power. So he declares the end from the beginning because he has the power to do it. He doesn't run out of power. You see, you can have plans and purposes and desires to do things, but you lack the power to do them. God's got plans and purposes, and he's got the power to do them. The end, the ultimate purpose of the kingdom of God being manifested or shown in the earth is so that his kingdom will be established in the earth. Establishing the kingdom of God and doing his will through prayer. Now, it says the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves God in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. The kingdom of God is not small stuff. The kingdom of God is big stuff. The kingdom of God is big stuff. God has called us into his kingdom to do great things through us, to do great things for us and through us. And let's you know, look at that, an example of that in Genesis 12, the call of Abraham. Abraham is who? The father of faith, our father of faith. Abraham is our example. He's actually our father. They say the father of faith. And the scripture also says in Galatians that Abraham's blessings are our blessings. So whatever you see here belongs to you. The words that are being said here to Abraham are also being said to you. In Genesis 12, now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. Now, this person had no children. And the Lord said, I will make you a nation. Meaning I will make you a lot of people. And this person had no children. And God is saying, I will make you big. I will give you people, nation. Hmm. I will bless you. Now, as you are hearing these words, put yourself in the position of Abraham. The Lord is talking to you. The Lord is saying, get out of the world. Get out of a life of sin. Get out of your own thing. I want to engage you in something. I want to do something bigger than you can, than you can think of. I will make you a great nation. Not just a nation. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And make your name great. And make your name great. And you will be a blessing. So I will not just bless you. You will be a blessing. I will not just give you. You will be a giver. Meaning I will give you much more than you need. So this is not small stuff. This is not little things. In the same place where Jesus Christ said, 
Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He was just talking about, don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink or put on, but seek first the kingdom of God. And the next verse is, fear not, don't fear, don't worry. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, the kingdom that you are seeking. If you have the kingdom, what else is missing? Nothing else is missing. If you have the kingdom, you've got the food. You got the drink, you got the clothing, you got everything. It is your father's good pleasure not just to give you food and drink and clothing, small stuff. I actually want to give you the kingdom. 